Welcome to Home Design Chat with Nancy again. I'm so glad that you're back with us. Well, today is November 18th, and uh, things are just flowing along because Christmas will be here before you know it. I can't believe the time is flying by. And today, we have a special guest. Les Sturdivant has been a kitchen designer longer than I have, which I know sounds unbelievable. And he is going to talk about trends and all sorts of things. Hey, Les, thanks for stopping by. Oh, thank you, Nancy, for inviting me. This is a pleasure for me. Well, we've been friends for years, and I finally got you behind the microphone, and I'm going to pick your brain. Oh, boy. Well, first we (laughs) have to introduce everybody or introduce you to everybody so that they know a little bit about you. So give us your background. So, uh, amazingly, earlier this year, I came to the realization that this was actually my 50th year since uh, starting in the kitchen industry. Uh, And And 50 years goes by real fast, doesn't it? Oh, oh, sure it does. Hey, when you started, did they have built-in appliances? Uh, Yes, they did. We we, we sort of started the trend of built-in appliances, believe it or not. Really? What was the thing that you like the most today that you wish we had 50 years ago? Um, possibly, well, did you have dishwashers then? We did have dishwashers, yes. <laughs> um, probably the islands. They really weren't that popular 50 years ago. That's true. Islands probably came in, I'd say, 25, 30 years ago when we really started opening up the kitchen spaces. Uh, prior to that, the, the kitchen was usually a, a, a corner set aside for the cook primarily. Usually in a compartment where people said, okay, I don't want to see the mess in the kitchen. Let's close the door after I'm done cooking. Exactly. Yeah, so times have changed. They sure now, have. Now the open plan is the big way to go. Absolutely. I think I've never done a kitchen where you can say, let's close the door and not show off the kitchen. If you're going to remodel a kitchen, you want to show it off. But I think the open plan, people are starting to realize that they can use the kitchen for more than cooking, right? Yes, yes. And another change that that I saw, you know, to take place probably 10 or 12 or 15 years into the business was that the kitchen became uh, more of a space for everyone in the in the home rather than the cook. Uh, the, the, the husbands in, enjoyed showing off that the new the new things that that they were doing, introducing to their friends and such, and the, the whole family participated more in in the process of the kitchen and got in more involved in selection of materials. Well, and also I think um, if you had friends over, they jumped into the cooking process. So it was a, an event rather than have one person cook in the kitchen, take the apron off, and then act like, oh, this only took me 10 minutes to do, when now everybody is joining in on the process. Absolutely. And I think it's more fun. Gone mm-hmm. of the days when the wife, I hate to say that, but the wife was stuck in the kitchen. She never knew what was going on. She's busy cooking away. I'm so glad things have changed. Well, let's get back to you. So tell us about the name of your company. The name of my company is Design a Dream Kitchen Studio. And I know you're excited about opening up a showroom in Scottsdale in January. Yes. uh, Actually, in 2017, I came up with this uh, new solution to, to, to be able to help 
uh, more people, more clients, uh, trade partners, and such. Uh, and so I'm opening a little studio in Old Town, Scottsdale. Uh, it's been a work in progress over the past two years. I took a space that probably hadn't been touched since the 70s. Uh, and we've just gutted it out from floor to ceiling and just developing the process of of the uh, products that, that are going to go into it. Oh, which products are they? So I've assembled uh, uh, a collection of in- international brands uh, and, and American companies, uh, starting with the American company William O's out of Denver, Colorado. They've been around a long time, haven't they? Yes, yeah, since 1972. And really, uh, William O's was the creator of, of many of the uh, kitchen furniture type pieces that, uh, that that became more customary. He was really the inventor of it, and and brought a lot of international flair into uh, into the designs and and such. In addition to that, uh, I've added Nolte out of Germany. Uh, Nolte is one of the largest German manufacturers, uh, considered number one. Uh, for, for for product uh, by but by the German uh, clients, and they lean towards contemporary, right? They lean towards contemporary. They've also introduced what they call a classic style. Uh, that believe it or not, in in Europe is it has some popularity, and and that kind of is it bridges the gap a little bit between what what we what we do here. It ha- has a kind of an American kind of feel to it in in, in a sense. Uh, and then I, I've added uh, Maisons out of Italy, uh, which uh, just has a little different interpretation of Italian styles, maybe a little more sexy styles and, and so forth. Oh, sexy Italian cabinets. Sexy, That's what we all need. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So, so you've the, touched on Germany, Italy, and America. So you're not, uh, well, you're not sticking to only German or only American. I like that. You've Ex- given everybody a chance. Ex- exactly. Uh, and I've, it's proven that when I introduce the three uh, product lines to, say, an interior designer, that in, in many cases they'll gravitate towards one versus the other. The next one might be gravitating towards one, one of the other products. So, so it's working out quite, quite well from, from that respect. I'm going to guess that they're all... Um, European construction, frameless? Yes. Okay, you want to explain frameless for those people who don't know? So so frameless is basically a box construction as opposed to, to a framed cabinetry, which, which has uh, front rails uh, that, that run around the perimeter of the front of the cabinet. And, and the European concept, which that they start, they created this, this, this uh, uh, look that many American companies do today, but the original intention was that you 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 get more space out of the cabinetry, out of the drawers, w- would be that much wider, and the interiors with that would be yeah. that much wider. One of the main things that you can tell a frameless construction from frame is that go into your friend's kitchens and if there's large spaces between the doors they have a frame construction and maybe you do too we don't know we haven't seen your kitchen but it just seems sleeker when the doors are closer together yes correct so i very rarely see frame construction anymore Maybe from the box stores, the lower end. Yeah, a lot of the lower ends st- still offer that, and it's you, 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 you're, you're right. 
uh, and unless it's done with a, with full overlay drawers and doors. But but well, even without the tolerance, back up. We got to describe full overlay um, real quickly. A full overlay door is a wider door on a frame construction, so that they kind of camouflage the idea that there's too much space by making the doors bigger. Not a big deal. Um, you'll see a lot of that too. Correct. And one thing that that kind of uh, stands out with a a well-constructed, engineered, frameless box, so to speak, is that the tolerances will be much much closer than than a framed cabinet. Yeah. Well, I think I started working with frameless in the late 80s. And I prefer that, although sometimes there are houses that you're remodeling and the look of the house can support a frame construction. But um, that's neither here nor there. So we're excited about your uh, grand opening or your soft opening. Are you excited? I, know I am. You've been doing this for, you've been preparing, so this should be the ultimate uh, studio. That's that's the that, that's the, the whole the whole idea. <laughs> And besides the cabinetry, of course, you're going to have countertops and tile. So it should be a very interesting place. I know I can't wait to go. Yes, we've partnered up with, with some with some really good quality uh, lo- local vendors between the appliances and countertop materials and flooring materials and such. Which uh, each area in the studio is it's sort of a boutique-ish kind of kind of feel it it'll have. Well, that's good. Can't wait. Uh, so Les and I did a little, uh, tour through KBiz. And if you don't know what that is, it's kitchen and bath industry show that's in Vegas. And they're going to come back to Vegas in 2020, but we were there in 2019. Can we say we were a little overwhelmed? I know I was, I, I hadn't been in a number of years. And I mean, one of the things that, again, I'm going back to my, five decades in the industry of how, how it is, it is expanded. And, uh, there was a lot of, a lot of, of product there. Um, maybe so a little yes, too much, a, 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 <laughs> a bit too much and a bit too much of things that, that, you know, don't necessarily appeal to me. Well, true. And they're appealing to the masses. Um, there are people from all over the world that come, um, I just read the stats on it. Over 100,000 people showed up. And, of course, they always had to be in the same walkway that I was in. And there were 400,000 square feet to walk around. And I did. Well, we did. Oh, we were pooped by the time we got out of there. But um, it is an exciting place. And we saw a lot of things. A lot of the companies show the trends that could be coming for the following year. So I made a list, less of things that we're going to see in 2020. This is from the people who have visions. Or because we've done so many kitchens, maybe we have these visions too. So the first one was uh, taking a backsplash, which everybody knows is around the, the perimeter of the room, and integrating shelves. Uh, you could go up maybe 6, 8, 10, 12 inches and then you cap that backsplash with maybe a five inch uh, shelf that you can put tchotchkes on of course we all like tchotchkes they're dust collectors 
And usually these are made of granite or marble. It's got to be a stone so that they can work it and hone it. But what do you think of that? I mean, I I like the idea. I think it's a nice look. I, I think it's a nice look. It, it gives the opportunity to either either display some things on or or to you know various types of usage. So yeah. It's the fun. question is, will we see it in ten years? I don't that's, know. That's that's. That's always the question. Uh, storage cabinets, uh, people are preferring to go floor to ceiling, less wall cabinets, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But organized uh, tall cabinets, usually 24 inches deep, you open up the doors and everything is not thrown in there, um, you know, like disorganized, but to have everything organized. That was a big thing a couple of years ago because the more organized you are, the easier you'll find things and the less time you'll spend looking. Right? Yes, yes, correct. You're seeing wall cabinets in, in, in a newer designs, particularly towards the contemporary and transitional looks that the wall cabinets are kind of going away. Mm-hmm. Which I'm okay with because I can't reach them anyway, right? That's, that's true. So doing away with so many wall cabinets, there's a lot of advantages to that. One of them is that the kitchen will seem bigger. Don't mm-hmm. you think? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And less cluttered. Yes. And who can reach the top shelf anyway, unless you play basketball, right? Yes, exactly. So having a couple of full cabinets, floor to ceiling, I like that idea. What about um, warmer tones? I know white is here. It'll be here forever. I kind of tend towards the white cabinets. But we're seeing some um, warmer tones, grays, more of the grayish gray. Uh, some of the browns and sometimes darker cabinets, but none of the um, medium tone cabinets. I'm not seeing dark oak, for instance. Yes, we that, don't see oak anymore. No, hardly, hardly ever. Yes, no, that's that's very true. We we recently just finished a project, a whole house project, and uh, the cabinetry was done in in warmer tones. We we had an open house actually last Thursday, and uh, so many comments were that that it was uh, it it felt comfortable and enduring. Probably that was the most common word that that I heard was enduring. And although we might call it a trend now, but it it's it's something that it's it's really not going to necessarily go, go out of style like bringing in a, a particular color or or our door style that's that, that's dominant well i do have a picture of that kitchen on my posting you can go into designer circle hq.com and you can see that picture under podcast i would say you um it's a minimalistic look yes it's um part of a great room so that's in Mm -hmm. uh two wall cabinets in the whole place um it's got uh, engineered stone in a light color i don't Mm -hmm. know what color did you use Uh, oh it's it's a sort of beigey kind of yeah very very contemporary um and so that's here to stay i wouldn't say that's faddish whoever the designer was i know you supplied the cabinetry but they pick timeless things. Exactly. And I think if you're going to do a remodel or if you're going to do new construction, uh, it's important to pick something that's timeless, that A, it's uh, not going to be tiring. Somebody's not going to walk in and go, oh, yeah, I know what year you did this. You might as well just put the sign up. This was remodeled in this year. So I think you did a great job. 
Well, thank you. It was it was a great team effort. Um, very very enjoyable, uh, to, you know, to work with it with an interior designer, an architect, and a contractor. And uh, we there was a real team effort, and the end result just just showed the effort of uh, you know not just ourselves but but everyone who, who was involved. Yeah, you did a good job. Thank you. Um, another thing that I'm seeing is black. Black, I think, will be in forever and ever. But it's how you use it that it's important. Uh, if you had a black kitchen, you know, the most important thing in a black kitchen is the lighting. Otherwise, you're going to feel like you're walking into a cave, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Light, light, lighting is key. Period today and in, in in kitchen design. But but when you work with 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 a dark, very dark color or, or black. Uh, it, it, it really means a lot. Uh, so talk about lighting. I've got to talk about, uh, premier lighting. They, um, have a huge selection in their showroom. They're in Scottsdale, but they also have a website. It's called shop. It's not called. This is their website, shoppremier.com. Very simple. You go in there, you can see their light fixtures. You can order lighting and they will ship it. They have lighting consultants that are very knowledgeable. So one of the things I keep preaching is LED lights. If you're still using your old-fashioned lights, you've got to switch over. It's time. Uh, It doesn't take that long. It's not that expensive. But you can change the look of a room just by changing the lighting, adding a few fixtures. And you also have the choice of how bright you want the lights. Uh, LEDs come in several different Kelvin levels. So you can go with the bright lights or the yellow lights, or you can, I would suggest you also put a dimmer on it. So for lighting, and it's time now, it's getting there where you can't get any incandescent lights. So change your lights over, call, uh, go to shoppremier.com, call them and they will set up an appointment with you and consult with you. So I think that'd be good, especially if you're thinking of black kitchens. You definitely need the lights. Let's go back to, um, there was one more thing, Les, that I wanted to talk about. Oh, hidden vent hoods. That we're going to see a lot of that. What do you think of that? Yes, yes. It's, it's, a, it's a trend uh, that's, that's, that's come of age uh, over the past few years, I would say, Nancy. Well, but- yes, but you know, one of the things why it's hidden and why it's getting so popular is because, number one, no wall cabinets or a minimal amount, and then bringing the tile up to the ceiling or the stone backsplash, and now they're integrating the hood into those materials so that they're covering the hood area and the hood doesn't stick out. It's not the, the focal point now. Now it's the whole wall. Yes. I like that. I like that look. Well, Les, guess what? Now we're we're going to talk about what ideas for your kitchen are out. Ditch them. Don't use them. Time to get rid of them. So here we go. And I have a list, and I thought it'd be good so that everybody knows if you're thinking of putting these things in or if you have them, get rid of them. So... What do you think of the uh, microwave over the range? I hate them. I've been, I've been trying to discourage people on that for for years. So. There's only one benefit, and that's when you don't have counter space, put it up there. But the pros and cons, the cons outweigh the pros. Oh, absolutely. Um, you can burn yourself. I can't reach it. I have no idea once I put something in there. I don't have one, obviously, but um, it's dangerous. 
Absolutely. It, they put it 16 inches above the range, and that means when you're cooking on the back burner, you've got to use tiny little pots because you don't have any room. I don't know. I think they should have done away with that years ago. Hey, uh, the next one is pot racks. How, when was the last time you saw a pot rack? Oh, my God. Ten years, maybe more. I Yeah, let's get rid of the pot rack idea. It was cute in its day, maybe for a week. But your pots get dusty, and then you have to be able to reach them, and you have to clean them just so they sparkle. So when you put them up there, they don't look like your dirty pots are hanging out there for everybody to see. I think uh, if you've got pot racks, take them off, throw them away. Uh, when was the last time you put a kitchen in a, or I mean a desk in a kitchen? It's not a question the last time I put one in. It's the last one I've removed because basically, you know, every time I go into a remodel project and there's a desk, that's one of the first things that we, we, we know is, is going to be history. Yeah, that was popular in the late 80s. I remember people saying, but we have to have a desk. Well, you're not running General Motors from your kitchen and it becomes a... Um, uh, just a, a landing spot for junk. Absolutely. Nobody's ever going to sit there and collect coupons. Let's face it. Um, our life has changed from mm-hmm. 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. So no more desk. You're wasting space, precious space in your kitchen if you have a desk. And if you have shiny brass handles and hinges, guess what, Les? Gone. Time to dump them. And I think people should... Uh, well, you can make a big change in your kitchen just by changing to brushed or satin finishes. The brass is okay, but not the shiny brass. So think about the brushed brass, the dulled brass that's mm-hmm. in. I like mm-hmm. that. How long it's going to stay in, we don't know. Uh, farmhouse sinks, cute, but in my estimation, they're faddish. But you were saying the other day that you do a lot of farmhouse sinks. Well, I've had a string of them, and you know, maybe it's maybe it's 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 just that that some particular clients that they they felt they had to have it. Um, so so overall, I don't you know, I, I don't know. Certainly, the European kitchens, the minimalistic um, uh, trends and so forth, have, have definitely gravitated away from. Anything that's heavy looking in, in the kitchen, whether it's whether it's a farm sink or a or a range. You know? Well, that's the key word, heavy. To me, it draws too much attention to the the sink when there's so many other things in the kitchen that you want people to see. Um, I've put in two in twenty years, so I would say uh, kind of faddish. Uh, appliance garages, I, you know, I think they're useful. But what do you think about appliance garages? I, I particularly the the corner garages. I I discourage everyone uh, that I can from from using those. Uh, I I don't mind a a full wider space, say a three foot designated space that that maybe opens up to not only the the typical appliance garage, but has shelving above and such. Uh, I I think that can be. That can be neatly uh, incorporated into a kitchen design. I've used that a lot. So if you're, it's hard to describe on podcasts, but I've done 21 inch deep cabinet floor, uh, not floor, but countertop to ceiling, and they have pocket doors. So they 
you open up, slide the doors in, and then you can work in that space and your appliances are there on shelves and maybe your um, condiments and flour and dishes, whatever, are above that. So I, I like that idea, but the typical little appliance garage there, passe. I have a little uh, uh, sneak peek into my studio. We're actually doing a bar, which is uh, three feet wide. And this the same kind of concept with 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 the park at doors. So you open the doors, and, and it's a whole kind of surprise. Yeah, so you in, can hide inside. anything behind doors. That is cool. Uh, faux finishing. I haven't seen that done in probably ten years. What do you think? Yeah. Well, exactly. you know, mainly because everybody is leaning towards the minimalist and contemporary. So if you're still hanging on to your traditional, you know, okay, good luck. You know, that's fine, but. Um, I think we're getting less and less traditional kitchens and more and more transitional and contemporary. It's taken a while, but I think everybody's realizing that simple is best. Mm -hmm. I agree. Okay. Um, Busy window treatments are out. I remember years ago, people used to worry about their curtains getting wet from their faucet because it's right by the sink. And who needs curtains? Drapes, whatever. You don't need that in a kitchen. Uh, because everybody's leaning towards the loft look, the simplistic look. You can have a shade or nothing. Unless you like walking around your kitchen naked at night, you really don't need anything. Well, get that's, your eyes back in your true. head. You had to, to go with your Nancy, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to. The last thing I'm going to talk about is tiled countertops. When was the last time you saw a tiled countertop? Uh, gee, 1975. I don't. Yeah, you know, people are realizing that is not a good thing. The grout holds so much bacteria, right? And and it's just uh, it's crummy. <laughs> what can I say? Yeah. And so, having a sleek countertop in engineered stone or granite, or you know, if you're still in the uh, laminate uh, phase, that's fine. But anything clean, easy to clean, and something that's not going to collect bacteria, I think, is the way to go. So now that we've um, talked about the things that we don't want to see anymore, I think we're done. I think we've told everybody what they should be putting in their kitchen and what they should take out of their kitchen. You agree? I agree, Nancy. Oh, I'm glad. You know, I love having guests that agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank you, Les, for stopping by. This was fun, especially when I uh, can spew out all the things that I don't like about what's going on in kitchens and encourage people to go with the newer things. Thank you so much, Nandy and Nancy. It's been, it's been my pleasure. Hey, it was my pleasure too. Hey, by the way, if anybody has any questions or if they're wondering about what's in and what's out, boy, I mean, I'm really quick to tell you, you can email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. And we do these podcasts every week, but you can also go into iTunes and you can listen to all of our, I think I've done 90 Wow. Um, so every week we do a podcast. So again, Les, thank you for coming by. And hey, everybody, have a good day and can't wait to talk about something interesting next week. <laughs> <laughs>